Hello, boys and girls, men and women, and basically anyone listening to this podcast. Guess what? We have got Michaela back on the podcast. This is the long-awaited sequel to the first part when I talked to Michaela. Michaela, are you excited to be back on the podcast? Absolutely, Islamic. Very excited. Okay, yeah. now, why did this sound so sarcastic, Michaela? Do you not like recording the podcast? I like recording the podcast, mate, but you've just been after me for like two weeks and I've not been very well, so... Okay. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, we, we agreed to make a deal with Miguela. Basically, um, she, we will do this just for 20 minutes. Yeah? Yeah. And then uh, she's off to the shops, as far as I know. Well, I'm going to Edinburgh tomorrow mm-hmm. to teach for a week. And as I came to London via Spain, I'm starting to get cold. And yeah. it'll be colder in Edinburgh, so I really need to go and get something warm. Yeah, and you do have a quite a bad cough, I, I have did. to say. yes. I can hear you from my room, which is you live next door. <laughs> yeah. Now, Miguela, I have to explain this to you. I right. mean, I would let you live but not record this podcast. But you were so much popular after the first episode, you have no idea. Let me read you out a few comments from the listeners. How about that? Hello, Zdenek. You are right. This is a very interesting conversation. This is a comment from Martin Smith from Germany. Okay. Then we got one from Luke Thompson. I loved listening to this one, Zdenek. Firstly, because Miguela has some great stories to tell and because I love her West Midlands accent. All the kids I went to school with spoke just like that. That better not sound Birmingham, <laughs> because that would be an insult. Oh, really? Yeah. Brummies, yeah? What? Brummies, oh man. <laughs> Brummies say things like, you know it there, bab? And it just sounds wrong. Okay, so what, what did that mean? Are you okay there, Bab? Are you are you all right? And they call everyone Bab. Say it again. <laughs> a proper brummy would would take the mick out of my impersonation, <laughs> but they say things like "You're right there, Bab." You're right there, Bab. Bab. <laughs> and it's my mum's from Birmingham, and instead of saying um, toothpaste, she'll say toothpaste or tough. She's been in in Coventry for short, short, ooh, <clears throat> toothpaste, tough. Toothpaste. And it's not been, it's been. Right. Um, so they just, it just changes the quality of the vowels and uh, yeah, make, makes it shorter, longer. If they're proper brummy, you can tell. <laughs> and when I was in Australia, somebody said to me once, oh, people from the Midlands or people from Coventry sound like they're from Birmingham. And I was like, no, we don't. That, that, that's terrible. I'm not having that. So when you said your, your listener was like, oh, from the Midlands? Midlands, yes. West Midlands, yes. Coventry, yes. Birmingham, no. <laughs> okay. Nuneaton, no. Oh, right, Bedworth, right, right, right. no. So I, I think we have just managed to clarify this. Yes. There's one more comment. Hi, I am new here. I want to say that your podcasts are great. Are there any available transcripts of your podcast? Oh, sorry, that has nothing to do with you. But okay. it, this, <laughs> but this Why? was... Why didn't it praise me? Why? No, 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 actually it does, because this comment is under the episode which was recorded I'm with really you, joking. so it, yeah. it has a lot to do with you. <coughs> Don't worry, we'll edit this cough out. Okay. Uh, no problem. So, Miguela, yes. well, you, you've, just, you've just kind of said it, right? You were leaving. I'm leaving, yes. Earlier than you were supposed to. Well, yeah, here, um, I think when we first did the podcast, we'd done, was it a week? I was, it was a few days into... A few days, I can't yeah. remember. Well, we've done three weeks now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of chopping and changing, lots of, no, there's no more work. 
um, I booked my train ticket back to Coventry. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, and in between that, they said, yes, I could go work in Portsmouth, and then that one didn't come out, so mm-hmm. um, booked the train ticket back to Cov, and then the next day, oh, can you go to Edinburgh? <laughs> um, so fair play to the company. They're, they're reimbursing my train ticket and paying for me mm-hmm. to go to so Edinburgh. So it's the same language school, but you will be working in yes. a different centre. In a different centre. And the same job, pretty much. I'm going to be teaching in the morning mm-hmm. and doing activity leader in the afternoon. What does activity leader stand for? From what I can understand, because we've had to do a bit of this ourselves, yeah. it's accompanying young people on activities, excursions. Right. Um, I'm told that the group that I will be working with are a group of 27 Italian students mm-hmm. who have four um, adults or four teachers, I don't yeah. know, adults you know, accompanying them. Yeah. And there will be one full-time activity leader from our company. So my understanding is I'll be teaching Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And then the following Monday morning, giving out certificates on Tuesday the 8th of August. Yeah. And then joining the Italians on their transport bus to the airport. And I'm mm. flying back to London. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the overall plan. That's the plan. Um, heaven help me if they want to do stuff like playing football because I will sound like a chimney um, <laughs> or somebody called me I think Emil said I sounded like a broken hoover so Emil is <laughs> broken a, hoover that's, that's a nice expression yeah, you know, yeah. uh, Emil is our director of studies basically now how would you compare these basically roles we had to do here the teaching mm-hmm. and then being the activity leader. We didn't have to do much of that, really. No, no, it be, was mostly the teaching, but there, yeah. were, there were like bits and pieces that to we had be, to do. Yeah, I mean, I had to go on two trips to London, and to be fair, you were just there chaperoning the kids. I was just kind of, on one stage, I think it was a case of, right, you know which tube station you're going to, so you can walk up the front. Right. And other stages, it's like you'll be the last one to get off the tube and make sure that every child is off. It does sound very simple and it does sound anybody could do it, but to be honest with you, (laughs) I much more enjoyed the teaching and this one was slightly stressful for me because like everybody was relying on me and I was supposed to keep everybody safe and it feels like in the classroom it's much easier for me. I'm more comfortable with that. Did you go with an MLI um, activity leader as well? I did I did but I mean they are in the same boat as us mm, like, well they might know a little you, bit more I think more, you had but... a, a newer leader didn't you yeah a, a new member of staff I had um well hopefully they don't mind I had Joe and Daphne and they were great yeah. if anything yeah, yeah. I thought I was a bit like what do you want I've... me to do and there was more <laughs> more like they had an extra child to look after yeah. because they would tell me what they mm. wanted me to do and on both occasions with the Italian students their um, individual leaders, their group leaders, gave them three or four hours off in London. And mm. if anything, it was kind of boring because I thought if I'd known I'd had this time off, I could have planned something. I would have gone online two days before and booked a ticket to Westminster Abbey, which I've never been inside. That's right. Uh, well, or something like that. Um, but again, that, that didn't happen. So mm. um, I have to say yeah. I was with TM and she was also great, but... It's never easy because then you split the groups and then you are in charge one of those groups. And I mean, I don't have that much experience in it. And it's, we have to say it's difficult for people who are doing this first time. Mm. It's kind of difficult. Like you need, you need more experience in this to 
you know, like, okay, some of it is common sense, and you just go with your mm-hmm. guts and go with your basically. Oh, you got, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I don't like making mistakes. I want when the leaders of the groups look at me as if I was the someone who's supposed to do that. It happens sometimes. Me, we are just humans. Yeah, but personally, and I've told you this before, you are way too hard on yourself. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. You are very um, critical of yourself. All right. Not to self. Don't be so hard on yourself. All yeah, right. you're, very, you're very critical. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I have worked with kids for years. Right. So to me, being around a bunch of teenagers doesn't scare me. No, it doesn't scare me either. I just um, hate making mistakes, that's all. And yes, I suppose I do have the advantage that being from the UK, I'm a little more familiar with London. I'm not from London. And when I come to London, I generally am a tourist as well because mm. I'm coming down to see a show or something. But I probably have a little bit more ease of, oh, yeah. that's a tube and whatever. But you but live here. It, so. This is all about like being flexible and streetwise and really just follow your instinct, you know? Yeah, it's, not, it's not difficult. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Michaela. Yes. We don't have much time for this. And uh, it wouldn't be a proper podcast if we didn't come up with an anecdote. All right. And I think the best moment, the funniest moment we had, me and you. Can you, already, can you already tell what we are going to you discuss? You want to talk about your balls, aren't you? <laughs> right. Listeners, there is something we would like to share with you. Danik would it's, like to share with you. No, no, no. A story no, no, about no. his balls. I, I, <laughs> See, look. This is a, the, Miguela, first of all, this is a family-friendly podcast, okay? And we have to be politically correct because th- this could be listened to by children or teenagers, okay? So let's be reasonable. Then if they're teenagers, they know more than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But okay, I'd like to hear this from you, Miguela. Right. With your wonderful Mid- Midlands accent. <laughs> oh, sounding like a hoover. Okay, so... <laughs> what um, happened? <laughs> we, were, we were going to be playing games with the kids and obviously Zdranek is the king of games. I am right. Um, to be honest, Thursday night, um, I wasn't feeling too well. I'd had to do activities with the kids. Um, although, thankfully, Shane did get me off a bit early, so that was nice of him. Um, and I came back, and then we had to, you know, write all these certificates out. So, unlike me, I'm like, oh, sod it. I'll just think of something in the morning. And I had said to the kids, it would be my last lesson teaching a lot of them. Well, teaching all of them, but some of them I'd, I'd taught for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I said, oh, you know, we'll try and do games and stuff. So I've got a few um, Triptico games on the computer that I mm-hmm. created that were quite mm-hmm. good. Um, but obviously I thought, oh, I'm starting to have some stuff. So I went to your classroom. And I think you, were, you actually were. You've got some kids in the class. Because our, our Russian students are very early to start everything. And, and you, um, you saw the paradise of games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I saw he bought from the pound shop these um, soft... Like mini basketballs, weren't they? But like yeah, really like small. Yeah, like mini footballs or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I looked over and said, I said something like, are you using your balls? I don't know. Or are you, are you using those balls? Are and you using those balls? Or do you need those balls? And uh, yeah. basically, Zdanik looked down at his crotch. And I went, not those balls. <laughs> what is a crotch, Miguela? Uh, most of my listeners might not know oh, what, your what that means. What, what is a crotch? Below, below the belly button and just above the thighs. Okay. There we go. Now, the reason, I, the reason I look there is because it does occasionally happen to us men that we forgot to close up, right? So, uh, I'm talking about the flyer. And that happens. The fly. Fly, not flyer. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah sorry. Which, In which case, I would have said to you, Zdanek, you are flying. 
And that would, it would make be, your flyers and open. I, I wouldn't understand that at all. I, I, I would think that you are referring to the fact that I was high or something. Okay, well, so, yeah. Anyway, but that was my instinct. I just looked down and, and obviously she started laughing, right? Uh-huh. I, I immediately knew what happened and just gave, gave her my balls. <laughs> no, the, the, yeah. the fluffy one, the <laughs> soft ones, of course. Okay, so yeah, so we went and told one of the teachers and they were just in fits of laughter, which of course made me yeah. go into a fit of coughing <laughs> that made me sound like I was about to die because I couldn't breathe from coughing and laughing at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yes, God love him, Danik. Danik was just like looking down and I was like... That no. was so funny. I have to say, like, it was such a funny moment. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll be going back to the Czech Republic now and telling everybody about this story. No, this had happened to me before that I forgot to, like, you know... And the kids told me. And it is embarrassing, of course. Mm-hmm. It is embarrassing, right? So you want to avoid this. And here, there's a lot of stress here. We have to do so many things. And I wouldn't be surprised if it happened to me here. And that's why this was my initial reaction. Because you, you always speak so fast. And sometimes I miss some words, you know. Yes. So you said it like... Blah, 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 blah. Balls. Yeah. And I was like, what is she talking about? And I looked down. And, and then... She started laughing and I knew what happened, basically. Listeners, I um, could be fairly offended to think that Stanek would think I would be so crude as to talk about his balls in that manner. <laughs> Especially when my students were there. Exactly. Right? They were already in the classroom. They say that people who've worked in the kind of jobs that I have done, they call it gallows humour. Gallows humour. Mm-hmm. Gallows is the thing that, that is used for killing people. For hanging. For yeah. hanging, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like hangman's humour, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. a dark sense of humour, because obviously if you have worked with or surrounded by kids that have been abused, etc., etc., yeah. you have to see light in certain things. And some things we would find funny. Other mm. people might be like, I don't get it. So, yeah. <laughs> but still, yes, even I wouldn't have said that in front of the kids. <laughs> Alright, so I, I hope you enjoyed this anecdote, listeners, but this is, this is probably my favourite moment of, of this um, overall trip and basically the best thing that happened in between me and Miguela. Okay. Of course, this podcast as well. Oh, yes. Now, Miguela, yes. Uh-huh. how about we... We have about six minutes left. Oh, how you're about not going to ask me do, grammar. You're going to ask me Yeah, how about grammar. we do a battle, short battle? Oh. I ask you five grammar questions, you ask me five idiom questions. Basically, this we are trying to tackle our weaknesses, yeah? Because your weakness is grammar, my weakness is idiomatic language. Okay, so just let me point out that I think when you mentioned this about two weeks ago, I had an idea thinking I may revise. Two weeks have passed. I haven't revised. <laughs> it doesn't matter, it's just... Okay, yeah. and I would like to point out that the majority of people who speak English as their first language are, for want of a better word, <coughs> diabolical at grammar. Yeah, and I would like to point out that as a non-native speaker, this is the biggest challenge to, to become familiar with the idioms. Okay. And le- start using them actively. The biggest challenge for us. So we are in the same boat and I'm going to just far away. Okay, go on. Go for it. Okay, so Miguela. Yes. What is the difference between an adjective and adverb? Oh God! Right, hang on. <laughs> Don't start. Right, an adjective describes an action. I think. Oh God! Hang on. See, no, no, no. Hang on. No, an adjective. No. Oh crap! This is this is supposed to be like primary school kids do this, and I'm. Stop it! I usually have a textbook in front of me to remind me, and then I go, okay, right. I know what these things are. 
An adjective is like a descriptive word. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right. But it doesn't describe mm-hmm. a verb. No. Because, say, like, what do you say? An adverb would be like, isn't like a verb, say, to swim, and an adverb would be like swimming? No? Oh, no. He's, he's smirking at me. You can't see, but he's smirking at me. No, not really. Go on, then. So, so adjective, it's you're right. It's a descriptive word, and it oh, is... God, it one is out of two, right? Often used to describe nouns, right? Mm-hmm. So if you say a blue car, blue would be an adjective, or right. small small car. Uh, we can also put it in a position after a verb. This car is blue, right? This car is small. That's yes. an adjective. Yeah. Okay. Descriptive. It's a, it's a descriptive word, but it, it has to do with nouns. Mostly. To quantify something, not not as in quantify the amount, but it quantifies the color, or if it's small or big. And yeah, why not? <laughs> And then, <laughs> look how easy he gives in. <laughs> well, there is another word, quantifier, and that would be something else. But never mind. Oh, okay. uh, adverb yes. um, basically gives you more information about the verb. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but adjective gives you more information about the noun or a subject. Yeah, if okay. it's if it's after a verb, but adverb it's it's more to do with the verbs. I would adverb. just like to point out until around ten weeks ago. When somebody said to me English grammar, I remember thinking back to my school days and I remember saying to somebody, right, a noun is a naming word, a verb is a doing word. Yeah. And then I was literally out. I just couldn't remember learning. Mm. The word adjective, yeah, I'm sure at some point, Mm. but things like prepositions, um, collocations. Oh, i mean, collocation now and I means it goes with something. It kind of joins it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did stuff online, but it lit- I tend to feel, maybe because obviously I'm not practicing it, mm-hmm. but you will tell me these things and it goes in that ear. Yeah. I don't feel it settles in the brain and goes animal. straight out the other one. Yeah. Because I know how to mark work. Mm-hmm. I know how to correct somebody's and language. And you can tell when somebody's wrong. Yes. Yeah. But you don't know why. No. Okay. Um, interestingly, Emil Arados said to us that he learned a lot of his, Ameri- um, his English in America mm-hmm. when he was living out there as a child, I think yeah. he said as a teenager, oh. and he just said to me the other day, oh yeah, he said, when I came home to Poland, he said, I, I was really good at the English class, mm-hmm. but the grammar, he said, I was really bad, because right. the teacher would ask him why, and he'd just mm-hmm. go, just because, it just is. Oh, right. And it, I thought, oh, okay, good, because obviously he as a DOS now has yeah. learnt grammar and... Yeah. Yeah. And I just hope that while I'm at some point saying, well, I could do with a job, <laughs> that people listening to this podcast are thinking, well, she would be a crap teacher because no. she doesn't know no, it's, I think the mo- most simple... I think the most important thing is that you're, you're not afraid to admit it. Yeah. And that, that basically means that you are aware of it, you're aware of your weakness, and mm-hmm. that's, that's the first step to becoming a better teacher because then you can work on it. Well, we we discussed it that we yeah. I can I can help you out a bit if you want. Oh yeah, I'm going to have Skype lessons, <laughs> listeners, with Danik. So yeah. wherever I end up in the world, and I know that I have to teach certain children or adults, and heaven help me, I will be there with my swan. Uh, no, hang on, no, I gave away swan, swan. Swan is one book. Yeah. No, I gave that away. I couldn't get on Practical with that. Practical everyday. My, my apologies to Swan, but I'm sorry I couldn't really get on with your book. Um, who did I have? I had the other one, Blue Book. Oh, it'll come to me in a minute. Uh, Murphy. Raymond Murphy. No, I've no. been recommended that one. Yeah. No. But it's mostly for students. Like for teachers as a reference book, it would be better to go for Swan, really. Uh, I didn't like it. I just I couldn't get on with it. 
Oh, you mean parrot then? Yes, parrot, there you parrot, go. I yeah. know it was a bird name, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So parrot, I think the way it lay out... Basically another bird. When, yeah, when I was doing my celta, I borrowed a, a parrot as well. So I had, I had the swan, the parrot, yeah. and because somebody from home recommended with children, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a TV presenter over here, a very clever math, math, mathematician called Carol Vorderman. She's kind of then moved into more TV presenting, etc. Okay. So she'd done a... a a book with a company, you know, basic English grammar for kids. Yeah. So I would literally be sitting there, and then I'd look at that. Which other book did you mention? Uh, Raymond Raymond no. Murphy English Grammar in Use. No. Uh, Swan Michael Swan Everyday Practical English no. Parrot. No. There's another one. I I didn't mention any any other. Books. Oh well, there's another one that I looked at on the internet. So literally, yeah. I would have at least four. So the Carol Vorderman book, I might be going right now. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, get it. Right. <laughs> four kids. Then I would be moving on to Swamp. Yeah. Um, I didn't find the way the book was set out very helpful for me. Mm. Um, maybe that could just be that I... It's more like <laughs> alphabetical reference, really. Yeah. So I would have a CELTA um, assignment to do, or I yeah. would have a... Um, right, today you're teaching past participles, mm-hmm. which again, I'm like, you are. <laughs> and then someone said, it's a verb with an ED. I went, oh. All right, then. that's not a problem. That's not that simple, though. Well, but as a yeah. but as a general, you know, yeah, term yeah. to get yeah. my head wrapped around, yeah. I'd never heard of a past participle. Mm, yeah, sure. Um, and a gerund. I was like, what's a gerund? Oh, it's an ing. Oh, okay, right. Fair Again, enough. not that simple. <laughs> Stop making it. Com- I'm just saying, as a as a general, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember, obviously, these were for me new terms, mm-hmm. and what was freaking me out was that I was then having to go the very next day yeah. and, and in being, my mind being, being the one who should pre- know. pretend to be a teacher yeah, yeah, yeah. and of course they're all looking at me going oh she's English she speaks English and they're all very complimentary mm, of yeah, yeah. your accent your, your knowledge of the English language whatever mm-hmm. but I felt like a fraud and I still feel a bit of a fraud because I'm, I'm standing up there thinking I will be absolutely uh, in the mire if somebody asks me a grammar question, I don't, I don't think you have to feel like that. Well, no, and this is—we all have our strengths and weaknesses, yeah. Miguela. And obviously, grammar is not one of your strengths. And the kids—they they can forgive you if you give them. I think every teacher I've spoken else, to, generally every um, every person that has English as their first language that's taught, has said, "Oh God, yes, I had exactly the same problem." Yeah. And every teacher who hasn't got English as their first language. Mm-hmm will, like yourself, say that they struggle with the idiomatic language or they'll put like a preposition in the wrong place or something when they're speaking and and I hear it and like with yourself, you don't mind me correcting you. In fact, you actually welcome and say, no, I I need to know how it works. Yeah. Um, And then what's (laughs) funny is though, you will go off into some tangent of... Well, it's because blah, 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 which this is how it sounds to me, because you start mentioning grammatical terms, and I go, oh, my head starts to hurt when you want about that. So basically, when you correct my English, yeah. I am I, I, um, able to basically explain what happened there, why I made the mistake, and what kind of mistake I made. Anyway, Miguela, come mm-hmm. on, you have to... You have go to, on, hit me with another ask one. Me, you have to ask him your question now, about oh. idioms. Throw in an idiom, and I have to try and guess what it means. Well, I've told you all of them that I can remember. And it, it, my, an idiom, 
It's, for example, like it's raining cats and dogs, isn't yes, it? So it's not right. something literal. Uh-huh, that's right. It's like a phrase. And if you look at the individual words, yeah. it, they don't have literal meaning. And they are hard to learn and they are very fixed. You can't really... But then there's a difference, I find, between if somebody, especially if there is, for example, any authors... Hopefully Mr. Swan isn't listening thinking I'm terrible about his book. I just didn't understand. I don't think he's listening. Well, I'm just saying. If If, he is, I'm sure you're a very nice person. (laughs) I just am very bad at grammar. But feel free to phone me and have some one-on-one lessons. I might be your biggest challenge, Mr. Swan. Um, I don't know the the difference between me saying to you, that's an idiom, or is that a slang saying? Right. So I said to you, for example, the one mm-hmm, day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, about council pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously you looked at me and you were like, council pop? What, yeah. What's a council yeah. pop? And basically I was talking to you about tap water. Mm-hmm. Because obviously that comes from the tap. Yeah. You pay your water rates yeah. generally to do with a, a, a local council. Yeah. Okay. So some of the kids I used to work with, especially if you had run out of... Um, as we call it, squash or cordial to, to flavour the water, mm-hmm. would call it council pop because it's free. <laughs> I don't know necessarily whether that would fall into the realm of idiom or more because that is a saying that has, um, depending where you live. Yeah, the, the thing is, like these two terms, I think we are comparing apples and oranges a little mm-hmm. bit because, I mean, these two can really overlap, so they, they might fall into both categories. Basically, slang is a language of a certain group of people, right? Like teenagers or whatever. Yeah. And idiom is like when you are basically categorizing lexis, like when you're categorizing vocabulary. Uh, They could overlap. Um, Yeah, I think think idioms can be slang, like slang-ish too, I guess. But mostly when you think about slang, it's mostly like words. Just words. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I don't know. It's just I would never like compare idioms and slang. Like you could have. I I suppose this could like be slang like. Well, I suppose this idiom. Some of the kids I've worked with. Yeah. And this is probably older now, but they used to say, um, their hench. 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 And then as one parent once told me, they then hench was too much for kids to to pronounce, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they changed it to h. Oh. Hench basically meant you would describe. Dwayne the Rock Johnson as hench, muscular, fit, right? right? The right, hench, right. but apparently they changed it to h. Hmm. Then some of the kids I'd work with would be saying, "It's peak," oh. and I'm like, "What's peak?" And peak basically meant it's 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 just bad, right. you know. It's hit, I suppose, the epitome of my life sucks because that's yeah. that's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that, these that these words just become fashionable and then yeah. they come out of nowhere, yeah. and and it's possible that like some. Generations don't know what they mean. Yeah, and I haven't worked and, with, with British kids now since March, April time. Yeah. So I guarantee you there's a new word. Yeah, absolutely. There's a new thing that's got into teenage yeah. vocabulary that even I would be, if yeah. I went back to youth work now, I'd be like, what? I, I think I surprised you the other day when I was wearing the shirt saying, uh, what was it, something with noobs. Noobs? I'm not a noob or something like that. Oh, yeah, because it I've was a this computer term, wasn't it? I'll yeah. ask you, do you know what that means? Because yeah. I was kind of I think noobs, curious. Noobs are people too or something, and I was like, I have no idea what a noob, noob is. is. like a newbie, yeah? yeah? Somebody who's new to something. Mm-hmm. And Miguel had no idea because he doesn't play computer games, and this is basically a, a slang word. But, ev- like, every child you ask knows this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, um, okay, so let, let me ask you one more question from Grammar. Oh, okay. What Make is it a, an easy one. Okay, an easy no. one. What is a modal verb? Oh, that's not easy. You know that's not easy because I told you I was sitting in a CELTA class for literally an hour. They started with something about modal verb and I am literally, guys, in the class going, well, I won't swear, but what the heck is a modal verb? And they are yapping on. And I obviously didn't want to seem to be completely moronic, <laughs> given that I realised that in the CELTA course, they just don't have time to teach you grammar. Yeah. And if I would advise anybody that wants to do it, especially if they're English or, or British and feel their grammar is, well, I don't know if it's as bad as mine, but on par with people that are bad at grammar, to try. Because they give you like um, a pre-course analysis. Yeah. And I did it with all the books. Mm-hmm. But I didn't understand. Yeah. And I remember I actually found, when I Googled something, I found the answers. Uh-huh. So I didn't, in my opinion, cheat because I didn't even understand the answer. Mm-hmm. But what I was able to do was go, if that's the answer, then I can work the way back in the book yeah. of what that means. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I was sitting there thinking, I've no blooming idea what modal verb is. However, when it came to the practical, here's the... Um, the test that somebody's done, the written piece of work, etc. I was well easy able to yeah. answer it and correct it. Oh, Miguela, when you say, sorry to interrupt you, but when you say my grammar is bad, mm-hmm. your grammar is awesome. Your grammar is much better than mine. It's the, your knowledge of terminology and your understanding of grammar is not mm. good, right? Your grammar is excellent. Well, right? Okay, then. How to explain it? How, yeah. to, how to teach grammar? Yeah, yeah, how yeah. To explain. And that's a different thing. Yeah? Having... Having the, having the language, and this is partly the reason why I'm, I'm interested in doing this. Yeah. I do find it frustrating, but yeah. I'm interested in getting yeah. It's better. a challenge. Like, challenges Absolutely. are good. To take it's, on challenges, it's just... It's a massive challenge for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel that when I'm trying to, to do this, and, and somebody might say to me, why do you do it that way? Hmm. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, I think we probably just have to say... Because some person, heaven knows when, made up a, a rule yeah. in the what? English language. I would never I would never lie, I would just admit, I don't know. And I do it in my classes as yeah, well. Yeah. They, they ask me if, about some words. And, and and I would be happy to say I'll go look it up for you. Yeah, and yeah. I'll try and, you know, uh, you know, You know what, Miguela? Yeah. We don't have to worry so much. It, it makes you look human sometimes. Yeah, you know? I think all the kids I've taught here, yeah. the majority are saying that they're in their home country. They don't get the opportunity to practice. Yeah. They don't practice... In oral speaking, or orally speaking, but you know they don't practice that yeah. part of language. That's what they're mainly after, and so, you know, I said to kids my very first day, right, we've got twenty minutes while the other group are going to have an induction. What do you want to do? And they just said speaking. Mm-hmm. Speak to me. We speak. You speak. Yeah. And oh. at no point, to be fair, even the most, what well, I would say, the higher class students we've got here, nobody has corrected my grammar. Mm-hmm. Nobody has specifically asked me a grammar-based question. Yeah. Apart from why do you have like silent H's and silent W's? And yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sincerely do not know. I don't know whether that was in Mr. Swan's book either. But you know, I don't know. We just do. Yeah. Um, and I I have been able to apply some of the CELTA mm-hmm. when I talk about word stress or pronunciation. Yeah. Um, and I have been assured that when I teach properly because I truly don't believe what I'm doing now 
is proper teaching is what because it is a summer school and yeah. it's good for what yeah. it is but no, it's, not, it's not what I think I will be doing I think professionally Miguel. but it will come because I will have to at some point teach yeah. modal verbs yeah. Def- it will definitely come you will learn it is it to do with like movement is it to do with like a verb there's a modal verb yeah it's it's basically um, a verb that first of all you, it, you sh- it normally doesn't stand on its own so you need another verb with it like right. I can work or I can swim yeah. Right? And, and modal verbs have different meanings yeah, and they basically have to do with attitude and sometimes um, with likelihood right. that just, to, just to categorize it and mm-hmm. then it could be ability it could be obligation like you have different meanings of modal verbs oh. but they, there are some rules like for example modal verb uh, a true modal verb doesn't have an as in the third person singular you don't say can's right he cans. Oh, yes, right. So it has some rules like that. And you don't use to with modal verbs? No, because it can't be I can to swim. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just... Which, it's it, not, which it's, I have corrected. Yeah. It's, people, not, yeah. it's not, Miguel, it's not as hard as it looks. It's just that their terminology yeah. is just new, new to you, you know. But it's not as hard as it looks, really. You, yeah. you, you will manage. Don't worry. Well, listeners, I've got to finish. Yeah. Because... Um, it's now a little bit later than planned. Um, and you want to go to your shops? I need to go to the shops. People are probably going to say it's only 11 o'clock in England or quarter past 11. But um, my staff and I with a colleague are going into London at 2. Sorry, 1. Are you going to the theatre, aren't you? We're going to see what we can get. Um, we got tickets two weeks ago to School of Rock Musical. Mm-hmm. Fifth row from the centres, from the stage. Wonderful. £25. Wow. Bargain. That's like half price, yeah? So that's No, a lot of people would have paid 70 Really? Okay. A lot of people would have paid about 70 oh, to be sitting could, in stalls. I so. wish you could like that you find something similar. Thank you very much. Michaela, yes. it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much for agreeing to do this with us. <laughs> no problem. And I do sincerely hope that you might one day make another appearance in the future. Well, if you can do that. I'm hoping, guys, I've got an interview tomorrow. I sincerely hope in a way that nobody is going to be interviewing me from South Korea is listening to this because then they'll go good God she knows no grammar um, <laughs> but I have an interview tomorrow morning at 7.30 UK time for a um, job in South Korea mm. it seems to be proving quite difficult to get a job in Europe without experience right. um, and they seem to be kind of hell bent on you know they want two or three years experience whereas mm-hmm. in Asia they seem to be willing to give you a go more so okay um, so yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed thank you Miguel no problem bye guys bye